Hi, Family Church Waterside. So welcome to another Sunday Night Local. Um, it's great to have you with us. I'm looking forward to sharing the Word of God with you tonight as we continue looking at the fruit of the Spirit. Um, just wait for some people to um, uh, to join. Um, just whilst uh, just whilst um, people are still joining, um, I just wanted to mention about some things that are happening. A couple of announcements. I mentioned this on Zoom this morning. Um, but yeah, just to just to explain about some things that are coming up, which is exciting. So we've got some um, some physical meetings that are starting soon um, at Waterside, um, which is which is really really good. Um, there's three different um, three different meetings that are happening. So firstly, um, a week tomorrow, so next Monday, we've got a prayer meeting. Um, that's going to be at Hyde and Dibden Parish Hall um, that we've hired in the past for various various events. So that's going to be eight o'clock on Monday um, next week. Um, so it'd be great if you're able to come along to that. Um, the parish hall has a capacity of 20. Um, that's their capacity, that's you know, their limit, not, not what we said. Um, so there's a maximum of 20 and you have to sign up in advance. You have to do it through the app, through registrations, um, because for track and trace, and obviously we need to know how in advance how many people are coming. Anyway, so I'll be sending out the information on that one tomorrow um, and, and on these other two as well. So Momentum, momentum parents, you should already be aware of this, um, because Josh has worked really, really hard to keep you in the loop on it all and how things are going to work. So the week on Friday, Momentum Youth is going to be starting, um, having physical meetings, and that's going to be running every Friday, um, at half past seven um, at the parish hall. Yeah, and that's going to be awesome as well. And also, one thing we're looking at looking at doing, well, is is going to be happening, but <laughs> looking kind of moving forward in four weeks' time to four weeks today. Um, Sunday night local is going to become a, a physical meeting. Um, so again, it's going to be at the parish hall at eight o'clock. Um, so it's still going to be like a Bible study form, um, but basically you can come along and hear the word of God. Uh, we can hear the word of God being preached together. Again, there's a maximum limit of twenty, and of course we'll still be streaming it. So um, of course there may well be more than twenty people that want to want to come. Um, so we'll still be streaming it. Whether you want, you know, if you can't make it on the night or you just want to watch later, that's fine. Of course. Um, we'll still be streaming it, but that's starting. So that's Sunday, starting on Sunday, the twenty fifth of October. That's four weeks today. So it's exciting that we've got getting some things, um, yeah, back off the ground. I'll, I'll be sending out loads of info by email and text uh, about that tomorrow. So keep an eye, keep an eye on them, so you're all in, informed on what's going on. Awesome, praise God. So let's just pray before we get into the Word of God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your Word. Lord, we thank you for what your word teaches us. Lord, it corrects us, it trains us. Lord, it, Lord, Lord, it just does so many things for us. Lord, it reveals who you are. Lord, it reveals your, your character and your nature. It reveals your heart, Lord, for, Lord, for us. Lord God, Lord, it's, it reveals, Lord, a guide, it works as a guide for life and reveals, Lord, the, the heart as to how, how we should live in, in life and how to live, do life well. And Lord, it's, it's just such a blessing to us. Lord, I pray you just speak to us, Lord, through your word. Uh, through your word tonight, Lord God. May we all just have open hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So let's get straight into the word of God. Praise God. So a couple of weeks ago, we started looking at the fruit of the Spirit and looking at different, well, we kind of did a big intro first, an intro a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then last week, we looked at love and um yeah, so let's have a look at some of the scriptures we've been looking at. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19, the Apostle Paul wrote this. Don't you realise that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you 
with a high price. So this is kind of like a, like a foundation scripture is, is understanding that we our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, that we've been cleaned and made holy. I'm, I'm glad about that. <laughs> Not about you. Um, we've been cleaned and made holy and because the Holy Spirit wouldn't be able to live in us if we weren't clean and holy. Um, so we've been cleaned up and made holy and then the Holy Spirit literally dwells uh, dwells within us and we've bought at a high price off us talking about the cross. Um, but it's awesome we have the Holy Spirit um, inside of us and, and dwells within us and because of that we're not normal people in a sense of um, we are spiritual people. You know, we're, we've, we've had our spiritual eyes, our spiritual eyes opened and, you know, we, we are spiritual, we're spiritual people. We understand we're body, soul and spirit. We, we live in a body. We have a, we have a soul, mind, will and emotions, but also we, we have a spirit and, and the Holy Spirit dwells within us, within our spirit. Amen. So, so we are, we are not normal people as in we're not naturally minded people. We are, we're supernaturally minded people and we're spiritual people. So we looked at different, looked at kind of what the fruit of the spirit is. And you know the fruit is the spirit is is the fruit that God wants to grow in us. God is always wanting us to grow in Him. He's always wanting us to be more like Him. Um, he's always wanting us to you know to change, change for the better, obviously, um, and to get things going in the right direction. But he's always, He wants to make us more Christ-like. Remember that's God's ultimate aim. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. God's ultimate aim. You know all the amazing things we can do for God, and and we you know there is a calling on us and responsibility on us to do amazing things. For God, you know, in His strength and, and reach the lost and all, and all those things, and to pray for people and see them healed, and all those inc incredible things, but but first and foremost, God's desire for us is to make us more like Him, is to make us more and more Christ-like. So the the script the scripture about the fruit of the Spirit, of course, is in Galatians five verses twenty-two and twenty-three, where it says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives: love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. And faithfulness and gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things that's the that's what the Holy Spirit uh, wants to produce in us and um, we talked about the fact you can't pick and choose these are not nine different fruit <laughs> you know you can't you can't pick and choose oh, well, I like apples but I don't like pears you know these are not nine different fruit where you can where you can pick and choose and say well I like one but not the other God wants to produce all of these these are nine think of it like an orange these are different segments of, or satsuma or something like that. These are nine segments of one fruit that God wants to produce in us. Amen. And and last week, I'm not going to go through, through the message, obviously, what we talked about last week. So listen, listen to it if you if you missed it last week. Um, but we looked, talked about agape love and, you know, what, what love is. Um, love is kind of the, the foundation of, of the eight other segments. And what agape, agape is a Greek word. Um, it's used here for love. There's lots of different Greek words used for love. And... And it's talking about God's love and selfless love and love that's extended, um, you know, to all people. That's what a kind of agape is. Agape love is. And we talked about living agape's, uh, God's agape love and what that looks like. And then, and then God's desire to grow this fruit in us and for that agape love to flow through um, out to others. You know, in other words, to love, love people uh, the way that God does. Amen. So that's what we talked about last week. So I encourage you to catch up on that uh, if you missed it. So we can look at the second segment of the fruit, and I don't believe these are in any order. I think love is foundational to all the other ones, but in terms of the other eight aspects, I don't believe they're in any, you know, they're certainly not in order of importance. Um, they're all very important. So we're looking at the second second segment of the fruit of the spirit, and the second segment is joy. So we're gonna look at joy, uh, joy tonight, what, what joy is and how God wants to grow that, grow that in our lives. So I think a good place to start is what what is joy? I think we need to define what joy is. Now, 
what we're going to need to look at defining is what a supernatural or spiritual joy is, you know, because people in the world can have joy, right? And I think that's, uh, it's fair to say that. Um, just wanted to use an example. Um, about three years ago, I think it was, myself and Jack, we went to a football match. And don't switch off if you don't like football. <laughs> it's the example to illustrate the point. Okay, um, we went to watch Saints play and we were playing, uh, Southampton were playing Bournemouth um, at St Mary's. And yeah, anyways, we went to this match and it was a really, really, really crucial game. It was towards the end of the season. And basically Southampton had to win, otherwise they were in massive danger of relegation. That's basically when you're the teams who finish at the bottom of the league go down to the league below. That's basically what happened um, if you finish at the bottom. Um, and they were in real danger of doing that. And and it was a really, really tense game. The atmosphere was very, very odd in the sense that everyone was like, like deathly silence because everyone was just so nervous and so tense. Um, and then we, it was 1-1 at half time and then we scored in the second half. And then it was really, really nervous <laughs> till we got to the final whistle. Um, eventually did get there um, and won one, two, one. And the sense of joy, it was just really interesting just watching, just watching people as a pastor, you're kind of always watching people, not, not in a judgmental sense. <laughs> I just, just like observing people and learning from people and what people do. It's just interesting. And, and the place just absolutely erupted in a good way. <laughs> Um, absolutely just just exploded with kind of just joy you know, people were literally in, in tears it was very very <laughs> a strange strange atmosphere but but great at the same time um you know people were just so over the moon and overwhelmed by the fact that we'd we'd won the match it was like we'd like won the premier league or something although all we've done is won one single match but it's because of the importance of it anyway there was just a massive explosion of joy um you know when the referee blew for the final whistle so it was just interesting watching that you know, so so the world can have and a football match isn't important, of course, in the big scheme of things. But if what I'm the point I'm making is the world can still have joy, okay. Um, but but there must so there must be more to it than that. For us as us as Christians, and God wanting to produce this fruit, is it just well just being happy about something that's happened, um, you know, or just being very exuberant or being you know over the moon about something that's going on in your world? Well, I think that you know when it comes to spiritual joy, it goes much much deeper much much deeper than that anyone can have joy but for us as, as believers remember we're not normal people we're spiritual people it goes much much deeper than that because with, with spiritual joy so let's look at defining that spiritual joy is not dependent on circumstances this is where it's very very different to what the world would express as joy or world would define joy is is supernatural joy is not dependent on circumstances You know that's true of so many different aspects, isn't it? Being a, being a Christian next week, we'll be looking at peace, and and you know peace is not the peace of God is not dependent on the circumstances that you're going through, it's because it's a supernatural peace. I mean, so we'll be looking at that next week. But and it's the same the same with joy, because it's not dependent on circumstances. I wanted to read this quote. This is from the well-known American preacher uh, Rick Warren. He said this. I thought it was just really good, uh, really good definition of what spiritual joy is uh, in the life of a believer. It says, he said this. Joy is a settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and determined choice to praise God in every situation. I read that again and I loved it. Joy is a settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. So that's a really good definition of what Christian joy is. Christian joy is you know the Bible says lots and lots about joy so we're going to look at some different scriptures of course it's a Bible study I'm going to look at some different scriptures and see what they see what the Bible has to say there's 
The first one I want to look at is, is where I'm going to kind of jump jump around here, there and everywhere, but look at some different uh, different um, places where Troy is mentioned in the Bible and just draw some stuff out of that. Um, first place I want to look at is Isaiah um, and what's happening here. This is Isaiah 55, we're going to look at it in a second. And what's happening here is the Israelites, um, because of their disobedience, as you as you know, <laughs> in the Old Testament. Um, you read the Old Testament, Israel had very much an up and down journey with God, up and down relationship with God. And obviously in that, I don't mean God was ever up and down, God was totally consistent. But the people, by their own by their own choices, good choices and sometimes bad choices, had a very up and down relationship with God. And anyway, they ended up being... God, God punished them for their disobedience and because they're worshiping other idols and and you know which is kind of the cycle that that the you know, the Israelites went through, um, sadly. Anyway, it was never obviously God's intention to go keep going through that cycle. But anyway, so God God punished them and they all they all went off to Babylon after exile, um, were exiled off to Babylon and were captured. Um, and then eventually they do return from exile. And it says this, um, and this is just kind of them celebrating as they return back to Israel. Isaiah fifty five verse twelve says this. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and the hills will burst in song, into song, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. So it's talking about yeah, living joy and peace. And there, there was a, when I was a, when I was a child, there's a song we used to sing in church, and some of you might know the song or remember it, which was talking about you all go forth in peace, and 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 the um, the mountains will sing before you, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. And when I was a kid, I was thinking. What in the world? This this makes no sense because I just didn't I didn't know the scripture. I was like, what trees are clapping their hands? What? <laughs> this is this is a bit random. Um. Anyway, I, I saw the lights <laughs> in time. Um. But the, anyway, used to sing a song about that. But anyway, so and you know what does what does this actually mean? Mountains are going to sing and trees are clapping their hands. What's what's all that about? Trees don't even have hands. So what's this talking about? But this I think that what the analogy it's using here is even creation will 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 burst forth in joy. You know, as, as as the Israelites returning from from exile, there's just an just an overwhelming explosion of joy. You know that they would live in joy and peace. They're going back to their homeland. That even the creation, as they were returning, you know, would be celebrating. Would be celebrating about the mountains and the hills and the trees. Would be celebrating uh, with them, as they as they have that joy in, in their lives. Amen. As they have that joy in this situation. So that's kind of one, just kind of one kind of uh, aspect of, of of joy here. It's just got exuberant celebration. Now the great thing about spiritual joy as well, we can have joy every single day. I don't know what your day's been been like today, but what I want to say to you is you can, you can have joy every day. Psalm 118, verse 24, well-known scripture. This is the day that the Lord has made. It's another old song. For those who old school people have been in church um, for several decades. Um, this is the day the Lord has made. It's not another one we used to sing as kids. Anyway. This is the day the Lord has made. Stop distracting me. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and rejoice literally means yeah, be full of be full of joy. We will rejoice, be full of joy, and be glad in it. So every every day, you know, we can declare that in our mornings when we get out of bed tomorrow, Monday morning. You know, probably the majority of us are going to be getting up, getting up for work or or getting up to have to do something. Um, you know, get the kids to school or, or whatever. You know we can we can rejoice you know in the morning and we can rejoice and we can rejoice in the evening obviously any time of day but i'm saying we can rejoice in the morning because it is a day that god has given us we've got breath in our lungs we've got health in our health in our body we've got another chance to to live for god and and, and to serve god you know, and we can rejoice be full of joy and be glad in it because it's another day that god has made amen that's kind of another just another time when joy is mentioned there's lots of lots of different times mentioned 
Um, there's another one I now want to look at as well. I know I'm going through this quickly in time. Time always goes so quickly, Sunday Night Local. So, um, yeah, so got some stuff to get through. So let's move, keep moving. I want to look at another scripture. And, and this is a scripture from uh, Nehemiah. Um, if you know this, if you've read Nehemiah, you know about the what happens here. They they rebuild kind of the walls of Jerusalem, and and also they kind of get themselves and as part of that whole thing of God asking them to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, uh, which Nehemiah leads. Then they end up getting themselves right with God, which is which is awesome. And the context of this scripture I'm going to read is that the people have been getting themselves right with God. They've been reading the Bible together. Obviously, not much of the Bible had been written then. Um, reading the law, the law together. That was mainly mainly all that was written down at that stage. Um, so they were kind of reading the law together and getting themselves right with God. You know, they were kind of just overwhelmed with conviction and, you know, weep, weeping with conviction, um, you know, because God was restoring them and just bringing them back into relationship with them and they would get to sort themselves out, which is, which is great. In Nehemiah 8 verse 10, so this is the context of this, mess, of this uh, verse, sorry. Nehemiah continued, so it's like a big spiel for Nehemiah, they get themselves right with God. And Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So Nehemiah here was encouraging, although they, they've been convicted, and conviction is not a bad thing, obviously, but they're almost like, like beating themselves up because they felt so bad and, and Nehemiah was like no this is not this is not God's intention for you this is a, this is a day to celebrate you're getting you're getting yourselves right with God and the walls are being Jerusalem's being rebuilt and this, this is a, a you know day of celebration this is a sacred day don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength and often quoted quoted um often quoted joy of the Lord is your strength it's a song that we sing in church of course as well by Ren Collective um uh, but what does it actually mean the joy of the Lord uh, is your strength? Well, I'm going to come back to this come back to this a little bit later, but it means it's, it's to have joy in all circumstances, and that's why it's why it's a strength. That's why this uh, supernatural joy is amazing. It's not it's not a fickle uh, you know it's not a fickle emotion. It's something that's totally dependable. Um, you know, as God produces that fruit uh, in us. That it's, and what a, what a strength, what a strength it is to, to go through every, every day, remember every day is a day that the Lord has made, we can rejoice, be full of joy and be glad in it, as we've just mentioned. And, you know, what a strength that is to have joy in all circumstances, whatever's going on in your world. I don't mean have joy because of the circumstances, there may be real difficult, really difficult stuff, but to find, find joy in it all because it's God, because it's God producing it. Remember, it's not based on, it's not based on emotions. And it's not based on circumstances, amen. And then that produces such incredible strength in you, you know, because you can endure um, all circumstances. You know, when God, when when you allow God to produce joy in uh, each and every situation, amen. Just want to look at diff different aspects. Well, there's joy. Joy is all because of the reason we can have joy is all because of God and His heart towards us, as it is with everything in the Christian life. But joy is all because of God and His heart towards us. John fifteen. 9 to 11 Jesus's words he said this I have loved you even as the father loved me remain in my love when you obey my commandments you remain in my love just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love I've told you these things so that you will be filled with joy yes your joy will overflow amen so we can celebrate in the fact of, of God's incredible love for us as well his, his love for us will bring us 
joy. I mean, and that's why one of the reasons we can have joy in all circumstances, because even if you're going through some tough stuff and maybe you're going through some tough stuff in your life right now, or just had a real difficult day, or just, just, just dealing with some things right now, then God still, still produced joy in you because of, because of his love for you. you know, God still loves you. God hasn't forgotten about you. You know, God still loves you, whether you've had an amazing day, whether you've had a really difficult day, whether you've had a, a kind of an in-between day, then, then God loves you. Amen. So he said, so Jesus said, I've told you these things that you'll be filled with joy. And yes, your joy will overflow. Amen. Because he loved, Jesus loved us just as the Father had, had loved him. Amen. And, and because of his incredible love for us, of course, he went and went to the cross for us. And again, we can have uh, joy because of what that one, that one for us. Amen what the cross did for us praise god you know our hope for the future can bring us joy as well psalm 30 verse 5 i know i'm jumping here there and everywhere with scriptures but there's lots of times when joy is mentioned in different aspects um psalm 30 verse 5 for his anger lasts so talking about god obviously for god's anger lasts only a moment but his favor lasts a lifetime this is often quoted this the second bit of this verse but weeping may last through the night but joy comes with the morning amen Aren't you glad that there's always there's always joy on the horizon? It's about weeping may come through the night. So talking about some diff difficult circumstances you might be coming through, and maybe the, you feel you feel like weeping, but but joy is joy is going to come. Joy God can produce joy in every each and every situation. But also joy is going to come because because God's going to see you through that situation. Amen. It's going to be a real celebration of joy uh, at the end of it. So our hope for the future can bring us joy. Amen. Now. I want to be kind of you know just real about some things that people go through in life i think it's important to important to do that so what about when things go wrong or maybe don't work out the way we expected you know because let's be real about it sometimes that's the reality that things don't work out the way we thought they would or yeah just this <laughs> is yeah it just doesn't things just don't feel right or they've, they've gone wrong and let's go back to rick warren's quote Joy is a settled assurance, the quote that we read earlier, joy is a settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and determined, uh, determined choice to praise God in every situation. So what does it actually look like when, when things don't work out the way that we think thought they should have done or they're just going through some difficult, difficult stuff? Remember, it's a choice as well, determined choice to praise God in every situation. But let's look at the book of, book of James. James, he's always uh, very blunt and to the point. Um, James, James 1, verse 2 to 3 says this. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Now, this can seem like a bit of a contradiction in Scripture. You kind of think when, when troubles come, that's an opportunity for great joy. How does that work then? Now, firstly, first thing says God obviously doesn't bring troubles. You know, we don't we don't believe we don't believe that, that God that, that God brings sickness and, and those kind of things uh, into our life. Um, but any troubles that we do find ourselves in, then are an opportunity for God to grow joy in us. And this is what this is what James is talking about here. You know, when troubles come, consider it an opportunity for great joy. So if you're going through some difficult stuff right now or in the future, consider it. Uh, be excited about it in the sense of because God can it's, it's a great opportunity for God to produce joy in you because when your faith is tested then your endurance has a chance to grow there's nothing it's not one of the mentions one of the fruit of the spirit but endurance um is nothing God wants to grow um in it you know grow in us I suppose patience would, would, would come in that absolutely <laughs> which is what of another of another one of the aspects of the fruit of the spirit which we'll look at in a future week um 
but you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance chance to grow. So any troubles that we're going through are an opportunity for God. You know, when, when you start looking at it in that way, it totally changes your thinking about it, doesn't it? It totally changes our thinking about the situation that we find ourselves in, because it may we may feel overwhelmed, it may feel incredibly difficult, um, but it's an opportunity for God to do some amazing things, and it's an opportunity for him to produce joy in us. Amen. Praise God. Now, 2020 has been an interesting year, isn't it? <laughs> um, I don't know if interesting is even the right word. It's just been a um, very unusual year, I think. You know, and I'm going to say some things that relate to this, is why I'm saying this. Um, you know, probably none of us have experienced a year like 2020. Um, you know, however long you've been alive, there hasn't really been a year like this before in all the things that we've had to deal with. Um, you know, in terms of social distancing and schools are shut for ages and, and as a church we haven't been able to meet physically, um, you know, and just, just, just been a very, very unusual, just unusual year in lots of different ways, actually. Um, but what I want to say to you, and I don't want you to start, <laughs> go, go away from this message and think, oh no, well, oh no, it's a terrible year. <laughs> no, what I want to say to you, and the reason for just saying that, it has been a very unusual year. Lots of very weird things have happened. Lots of things you never, ever would have thought would have happened. If we said in January, if someone had said in just back in January or even February, you know, what was going to happen throughout the year, most of us wouldn't even have believed it. I thought, well, that's just ridiculous. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's never going to happen. You know, that you can only have six people in your house and all these kind of, you know, unusual, um, you know, unusual things going on at the moment. What I say to you, and I'm not saying in any way that this has been sent by God. Remember, we've talked about that. God doesn't bring bad stuff. And we're, we're very much, um, as a church, uh, you know, believing against, uh, believing, you know, for God to intervene in this whole situation, corona for corona to be destroyed in Jesus' name. Amen. For us to see breakthrough, you know, in the coming weeks and months you know, in that situation. Amen. So I encourage you to be praying for that in your own prayer times. Amen. So, so of course, that's true. But what I want to say to you, in all the weirdness, of, of what's happened in the last in the last few months and strangers and for some people I totally appreciate it's been really difficult there can be people that have been affected there can be jobs that have been affected some people live on their own and it's you know it's really difficult or some people are elderly and you know they keep being told to they've got to isolate and that's really really uh, difficult for people um, and it has it has been tough you know for some people and had people some people had children at home for six months and, and and that was really difficult and had to try and homeschool them and there's just lots of different scenarios um that have happened this year but what i want to say to you and i'm not saying this in any glib went in any glib sense okay because because all those things that happened are maybe very real situations that people have gone through but what i want to say to you because it's important to say and it's it's truth is even in what's happening this year it's, it's a great opportunity for god to grow joy in your life God's, God's desire is to grow joy in your life right now and in, in months ahead. You know, like all the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit, of course, joy is supernatural. It's completely supernatural. Joy isn't even, even Corona can't stop joy. <laughs> Amen. Even, even Corona can't take your joy away or your peace or your patience or kindness, right? Or any of the other fruit of the Spirit as well, or aspects of fruit of the Spirit, I should say. Um, corona can't affect them either. And, and Corona has no, has no right to steal your joy. So... Yeah, you know, I just uh, yeah, I just believe that it was just important to say that that God wants to produce joy in this even in this situ weird situation that we've found ourselves in the last few months as a country well as a as a world um, that God wants to grow joy in your life right now and in the months ahead. If you're going through some real difficult stuff, if you've got uncertainty about jobs, and you know and that's very real situations. Like I said, I'm not being blasé about these things. 
what I do want to say to you is truth is that God still wants to produce joy in you. You can find joy in each and, and every single situation because God still loves you. He still died on a cross for you. Remember, every day you have is still another day. The Lord has made. We will rejoice, be full of joy, and 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 be glad in it. You know, even creation is 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 full of is full of joy. You know about who God is. You know, we we're still saved. God, uh, Jesus still died on a cross for us. We're still on our still on our way for heaven. You know, calling God is our provider. Anyway, our jobs are not our provider. The economy is not our provider. Boris Johnson is not our, our or, or the Chancellor are not our providers. You know, God, God is Jehovah Jireh. He is, he is the Lord, our provider. Amen. And that's why we can have joy in every single situation, despite what we might be going through. Whether it's good times, bad times, or just somewhere in between, then we can have joy in every situation. And that's why joy is such an incredible strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. What a, what a strength that is to have. That each and every day, that, you, that if you determine in your heart and allow God to produce that aspect of the fruit of the Spirit of joy in you, what a strength that is. So nothing is going to take my joy away. It doesn't matter what happens. So you can say that tomorrow morning. So I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. It's another day the Lord has made. And nothing is going to steal my joy today. I'm going to, everything's going to be an opportunity. And even if it is a trial, to like James James said, that scripture we read earlier, just like James said, declare that over yourself. That even if I do have a tricky day and I have some trials, then I'm still going to, I'm going to see it as an opportunity for God to produce even more joy in my life supernaturally. Amen. And that is just such an incredible, incredible strength. Amen. When we allow God to do that and just, just, just live, live in his joy all the time. Amen. We start bringing this towards a close. Time, I told you time is going quick. It's already, already 8.31. I just want to finish with the example of Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus could find joy in, in every circumstance. And of course, Jesus is always our example uh, in everything. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by, by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting, this is a bit I really want to focus on, there's loads of amazing things, <laughs> there's loads of different messages in, just in those two verses, um, by keeping your eyes on Jesus and understanding we're surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses and <laughs> throwing away you know, the sin that trips us up and running with endurance and there's loads of great stuff in those scriptures. This is about I really want to focus on, because of the joy awaiting Jesus, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne. So, so Jesus, Jesus lived this out. Jesus could find joy even when he was going through the cross and all that that cost him and all that cost him in terms of the, his abandonment, in terms of what it cost that even his own father had to turn his back on him. He felt that he felt forsaken because God, because the father couldn't look at sin, obviously. Um, and Jesus felt forsaken. He quoted that from Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt forsaken. He, he felt like his family, or his mother was there, but some of his family had abandoned him and um, and a lot of his friends and disciples, well, they'd all they'd all abandoned him. And Peter, Peter, one of his uh, kind of best friends, had had denied him, and all those things, and all he was going through, and obviously on top of that, all he was going through physically, um, because it was you know a, a whole system of torture, you know, to die on a cross, and what the Romans uh, had come up with that, that form of execution is basically torture, and a lot of people died before they even got to the cross. It was so you know so horrific, and because of all, and even all of that, Jesus could Jesus could find joy in it. Because of what it was going to win for us and what it was going to win for us you know the other side of the cross and of course jesus knew you know 
no one really got it at the time, though Jesus said it a number of times, but no one really got it at the time. Um, it was easy for us hindsight to get it now, but at the time people didn't really get it. he was going to rise, rise again three days later, although he told them he was going to do that. And, you know, Jesus knew what was coming the other side and he was going to defeat death and sin and, and, and Satan and his hordes. He was going to defeat them forever. Amen. But he could find joy even in that situation. What a great example that is to us to find to find joy because of who God is. And we can have joy because of that, because Jesus had had because Jesus could endure the cross because of the joy coming the other side. Then we can have joy. Amen. Because that is, you know, because we are we are saved. We are on our way to heaven. He's won so much for us, and we've been bought. Let's go back to scripture. We've uh, looked at right at the beginning. We're temples of the Holy Spirit, but we've been bought at a price. We've bought a massive price, the biggest price that Jesus could possibly pay to give His life in exchange uh, for our lives. And that you know that that's why we can have joy, you know, in any any situation. Amen. Praise God. God is God is so good. Amen. And you know, if you're going through some tough stuff right now, myself and Wendy, we're very much praying for you, of course. But see it as an opportunity to produce juice joy in you. You know, for all of for all of us, whatever our situation is right now, God wants to produce joy in you. Don't don't worry about, you know, you know what, what's going on in the news. It's great to stay informed, you know, and watch the news if you need to watch the news and, and just keep up to date with what's going on. But but don't let it get into your heart and don't don't let it steal your joy. That's basically what I'm saying. And God can produce joy in you um, in any situation. And when you get up tomorrow morning, rejoice it's another day that the lord has made we will rejoice be full of joy and be glad in it amen god is so so good i just want to pray for you as we close thank you lord thank you jesus lord thank you lord your holy spirit dwells within us lord god lord we're bought at a price and we're now yours you've made us clean and holy and therefore the holy spirit can dwell inside us lord thank you lord that we're now spiritual lord god our, our, our spiritual eyes have been opened Lord God, and we thank you for all these, these different aspects of the fruit of the Spirit you want to grow in us. And Lord, and you want to grow joy in us, Lord God. And Lord, I just pray for every single person who's listening to this. Lord, whatever their situations and circumstances right now, Lord God, that you will just produce supernatural joy each and every day of their lives, Lord God. Lord, every day, Lord, that they recognise that is a day that you have made. Lord, so we have a choice to rejoice and be glad in it, Lord God. Thank you that you're still on the throne, Lord, as that quote from Rick Warren said, Lord God, that, that everything is going to be okay, Lord, because our lives, are, Lord, are completely safe, Lord, in your hands, Lord, and we're on our, on our way to heaven, Lord God, and you died on a cross for us, and you still you still love us, Lord, in abundance, Lord. So, Lord, in every situation and circumstances, Lord, we can see it as, a, as an opportunity for you to produce joy in us, Lord God. May we be known, Lord, for being joyful, for being joyful people, Lord God. Lord, because of what you've grown in us and just what you have grown in us and what you continue to grow in us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, do what you want to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So, um, yeah, so we're close, close there. So just to mention again about some, we've got physical, some physical meetings coming up. I'll send out a text and email uh, tomorrow about that. So keep an eye on, um, keep an eye on your text and emails um so you're fully aware of what's what's going on and yeah it'd be great to just to be able to you know, gather together physically it's really exciting um i believe god's going to do some amazing things uh, through that but have a very very blessed week myself and wendy of course i'm praying for you, praying for you guys praying for you all as we've said right from the beginning we're very much praying for god's peace and provision and 
can't remember what the other one was now. Protection, that's the other one. Peace, protection, and provision um, over your lives. We continue to declare them, declare them over your lives as well. And, that's, and this this week, the sea is an opportunity to produce amazing joy uh, in your lives. Have a very blessed, blessed week. See you soon. Bye.